Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Taking sides, we're taking over. Yeah. Love God, love people, love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Have you been enjoying? So far, we're just in two weeks of our series, but have you been enjoying it, church? Lift your Bible, so I'm lifting my phone because I've got the Harvest Mobile app. That's where my Bible is. Let's say it together. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. I want you to go to this scripture, uh, 2 Chronicles 26. I'm going to do part two of where we were on Sunday. The scorpion saved me. 2 Chronicles 26, 2 Chronicles 26 and verse uh, number, uh, let's get down to verse number 16. When you get there, say, I got it, Bishop. If you see a flip and say, hold on, Bishop. And some of y'all ain't said nothing. If you see a flip and say, hold on, Bishop. And then flipping means scrolling. Because some of you are like, well, I'm not flipping, but you know what I mean, like scrolling. Second Chronicles 26, 16. Watch this. But when he got strong, his heart was lifted up to his own destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. There's only one part I want to extract out of this verse. But when they got the house, but when they got the new job, but when they got the thing dropped off their credit, but when they got in a relationship, but when they got out of debt, y'all, 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 y'all not saying nothing. But when they got strong, his heart got lifted up. Lifted up in what? It's one word, it starts with a P, pride. To his own what? Destruction. He did what? Transgressed against the Lord. Now check it out. It was God that gave him the success. But after he gets success, watch this, he couldn't be trusted with it. I I, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, 
I prophesy to you that success is something you're ready to handle. Lay your hands on yourself. Say your name. Say you must be ready to handle success and not be lifted up in pride. Say your name. Say I'm ready in Jesus' name. Father, I pray now that you would speak to us, give us clarity over these next few moments as we navigate through your word, as we are in this series, Animal Kingdom, where it is zoology, theology, and uology. It is the intersection of the meaning behind animals in the scripture, as well as you, as well as what that means to us. Father, I pray that tonight you give us clarity, you give us wisdom, give us the grace to see where we need to make self-corrections tonight. Give us the grace to see where we need to make self-modifications tonight. Father, your word says if we'll judge ourselves, you won't have to. If we'll check ourselves, you won't have to. If we'll correct ourselves, you won't have to. Tonight, I declare I'm speaking to a people that say, Lord, I will check myself so I don't have to lose anymore. I'll check myself so I don't have to suffer unnecessarily anymore. I'll check myself so I can be trusted with success. The days of failure end in my life and my days of success are here. Why? Because now is the time for the saints of the most high God to rise up and possess the kingdom. That means we get everything you said we could have and we are everything you said we are. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody on Wednesday Night Live said, Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to go into part two of this tonight. The scorpion saved me. Say the scorpion saved me. Now, if you were not here for part one, I encourage you to get that. We looked at this particular scripture in Luke chapter 10. We're going to come back to Uzziah in just a moment, and we're going to connect him now to Rehoboam that we looked at on Sunday. So we got three, uh, two characters now. What's the first one? Uzziah. Well, we just looked at him tonight. What was the one from Sunday? Rehoboam. And both of these characters, we're going to find ourselves tonight. We looked at this scripture on Sunday, Luke chapter 10, verse number 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Say, I have authority. You are not just some weak somebody. You are not just some messed up somebody. You are not just some average somebody. You are not just some sinner saved by grace. You are the image and likeness of God in the earth. God looked at you and you know what he said? It's good. When he made you, he looked at your flaws. He looked at your issues. He looked at your nuances. He looked at your idiosyncrasies and he said, it's good. Why? Not because everything about them is good, but because they are me. And since they are me, when I look at them, I am pleased. Would you touch your neighbor and say, you don't even realize who you are you have authority the stuff that has you afraid right now God is saying what are you afraid for I've given you authority up I've given you authority over your marital issues I've given you authority over your children I've given you authority over your finances somebody holler I have authority says I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you so uh, in this series animal kingdom zoology theology uology it's the intersection of the spiritual meaning of animals in the bible Jesus and us and on Sunday we looked at that scripture Luke 10 19 we're coming back to our characters you remember their names Uzziah and Rehoboam we're coming back to them in just a moment but let's see how we get to them Luke 10 19 it actually means this in the Greek language of our New Testament behold I give you the authority to trample uh, that phrase in Greek means a path on serpents and scorpions scorpions in Greek means piercing situations and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you now here's the reality there's a lot of stuff that has hurt us can I get a witness 
That phrase, nothing shall by any means hurt you in the Greek language of our New Testament, does not mean what it seems to mean. It actually means it's a situation that's done with God's approval for our benefit. So here's what Luke 10, 19 actually says to us. I give you a path through piercing situations that I approved for your benefit. I'm going to say it again. I give you a path through piercing situations that I approve for your benefit, which means it may be piercing you and it may be painful, but God says there's a pathway through it. But what you need to celebrate is that I approved it. And if I approved it, I did not approve it to kill you. I approved it to give you greater authority. If I approved it, I did not approve it to take you out. I approved it to take you up. Would you take your neighbor and say he approved what I'm going through? And that should give you great comfort as a Christian. And if you're not, well, we already had an opportunity to become one. I'm going to give you another in a moment. But sometimes you can look at what's going on in your life and you can start blaming the devil for everything and anything that's going on. Not realizing that God says, baby, that ain't the devil. I approve that. That's above Satan's pay grade. That's above his ability. That's above his authority. What you're dealing with that's piercing you right now, I gave you, uh, I approve that for your benefit. Say, it's working for my good. So I know you lost the job, but it's working for your good. I know you lost the car, but it's working for your good. I know they said they don't want you no more, but it's working for your good. So Luke 10, 19, we see that in action. And we found ourselves in the story of this man named Rehoboam. And we looked at the scorpion that he was complaining about uh, will be the scorpion that he eventually would shout about. The scorpions, the piercing situations you and I sometimes complain about are the very piercing situations we ought to be giving God praise about. You do know that unless it hurts deep enough, it won't present any change. You do know, you do know that people only change one of two times when they learn enough that they want to or they hurt enough that they have to. So God says sometimes it takes a, <clears throat> takes a scorpion, takes a piercing situation to make you change. It takes a piercing situation to make you pray. It takes a piercing situation to make you praise. It takes a piercing situation to make you say, I'm sorry. It takes a piercing situation to make you say, I'm not always right. Sometimes I'm wrong. It takes a piercing situation with somebody just give God one quick shout for your piercing situations so here it is here it is second chronicles 12 1 there's two characters we're talking about tonight they're going to meet at the intersection of the ability uh, of the their inability to handle strength you missed it they're both going to meet at the intersection these two individuals both had one thing in common and that's when they got strong they went way wrong I'm going to say it again. When they got strong, they went way wrong. Don't be the type of person where God has to leave you with a struggle to keep you sane. I know I did. Uh, watch this. Say, I can be trusted with success. Second Chronicles 12, 1. You should remember this if you were on Sunday. If not, grab the a CD out of the bookstore and cafe or in auto message. Now, it came to pass when Rehoboam had established the kingdom. Now, check it out. Uh, uh, he is the son of Solomon. Solomon's dead. And Solomon's greatest fear was that his sons were going to take over because he knew they were nothing like him. They were around him, but nothing like him. Stop thinking that people will simply change because they have proximity to you. Proximity does not necessarily mean acquiescence. Uh, just because people are around you doesn't mean that they are uh, acquiescing to be like you. Uh, G Judas was around Jesus for three and a half years and was nothing like him. You're going to have people that eat with you every day, go to lunch with you every day, you talk to you on the phone every day, you walk with every day, and then you're going to sit up and listen to some of the stuff they say. You're going to say, ma'am, you are nothing like me because you're around me but you're not learning and growing from me or with me 
King Rehoboam had established the kingdom. So he's now established his reign. His daddy didn't want him to reign because his daddy knew he didn't know what he was doing. Sometimes, uh, side note, sometimes you can think you're ready for something that you're not necessarily ready for. Verse, it says, when King Rehoboam had established the kingdom and had strengthened himself that he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel along with them. It's only when he got strong, church, that he went wrong. Now, if we're honest, have you uh, ever looked over your life to notice that sometimes when good things happen to you, that sometimes it's easy to digress? I wish I had an honest church. Have you ever noticed that sometimes when good things happen, it's easy to divert? It's easy. Uh, let me give you a more pragmatic example. Have you ever gone to the gym, got great results, stopped going to the gym? You're like, oh, man, it's really working. So what you doing next week? Oh, I'm tired. Don't stop doing what works. Keep on working it. Somebody say, I got to keep working it. Notice what the scripture says. It says that he uh, forsook the law of the Lord. Notice he didn't lose God. So he still had a sense that God needed to have some level of involvement in his life. But he lost the law of the Lord, which simply means this. Making what's important to God important to him. So when Rehoboam got strong, it became easy to go way wrong because he was blinded by his own strength. And forgot that it was his faithfulness that brought him success. And sometimes we can lose sight when we start living large. Now, don't mistake this to think that God wants us to not live well. Don't mistake this to think that God doesn't want us to succeed. What I, my challenge to us tonight on this Wednesday night is to make sure that you can be trusted with success and make sure you can be trusted with strength. Somebody say, I can be trusted with both. Now, now watch this, verse 2. Now, who else did we read about tonight did the same thing? Isaiah. King Isaiah did that. If we were to uh, jaywalk in the text over to 2 Chronicles 26, verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up. So that teaches us something. Can I just teach you all throughout the message tonight before I recap the points and then we're done? Watch this. It teaches us something. That power is often a test of perception. Sometimes you will be promoted so God can test your perception. Sometimes you'll be given greater responsibility so you can be, your perception can be tested. Both of these men become king, and when they become king, they get power. And when they get power, they don't know what to do with it because now they're strong and they're so used to being weak. And when they get strength, all of a sudden they become blinded by their strength. Are you here, church? Are you here, church? Now, in King Isaiah's case, if we were to keep reading the text, we won't. King Isaiah, he starts, because he's so full of himself, he says, well, I'm going to go do what the men of God are supposed to do. And so he goes in there and he starts doing it. And the priests find him and they said, man, what are you doing? Stop this. This is crazy. You cannot do this. And Isaiah's like, I'm the king. I'm going to do what I want to do, when I want to do, how I want to do it, because I'm the king. And what ends up happening to King Isaiah is that he becomes a leper into the day of his death and he lives isolated and he's cut out from the house of the Lord and he's cut off now uh, from even what he had worked so hard to get because when he got strong he got prideful now I know this is not a real glamorous subject to talk about pride I know I know nobody likes to talk about that because most of us like to think that we are absolutely not most of us if you ask watch this if you ask the average person I'm a pretty humble person Come on, fellas, don't leave me hanging like that. 
All right. Most of us don't like to think of ourselves as prideful people, but if we were to navigate through the, uh, uh, through the uh, uh, chapters of our life, we would see that often the greatest losses that we encounter often came at the hands of pride. The greatest breakdowns we have often come at the hands of pride. The greatest unnecessary suffering we endure often come at the hands of pride. We should communicate, but we shut down because of pride. We should pray, but we end up giving up because of pride. We should press through, but we end up giving up because of pride. Because pride is like being drunk. You don't know what you've done until the morning after. Y'all not talking to me. Touch your neighbor, but say, but tonight. I just believe there's somebody that tonight is going to be the last night. You're going to be able to mark it in your calendar where pride robs anything from you, where pride steals anything from you. Watch this. King Rehoboam. Watch this, church. King Rehoboam. It says not only did he forsake the Lord. I'm almost done because we had that whole altar call thing already. Not only did King Rehoboam forsake the Lord, but all of Israel did it with him. Watch this. So fathers, you wonder why your kids are. Mothers, you wonder why your kids are. It's quiet. Supervisors, you wonder why your team is. Oh, y'all do not like that. Okay, let's move on. Uh, verse two. And it happened in the fifth year of, uh, and we are now back in, we're back over to Rehoboam. All right, back over to Red Bone, verse 2. And it happened in the feet. I just wanted you to see the similarities. Both of these men were given power and given strength, and neither could be trusted with it. Got it? And it ended up creating great loss for them and the people around them because they didn't know how to handle, watch this, not struggling anymore. They didn't know how to handle loving who they're married to and not fighting all the time. Y'all not talking. They didn't know how to handle a good day. Oh, I says, verse two, and it happened in the fifth year. Now, five is the biblical number of grace. So this is communicating something to us in the text. Now, watch this. Even though uh, Rehoboam is about to deal with the scorpion sting, which is a piercing situation that God's grace was still present I need you to say God's grace is with me here's what I love about God even though we're talking about an issue of pride that we all need to examine in ourselves the reality is is that God's grace is with us while we are examining while we're evolving while we are growing so never start kicking yourself and beating yourself and, I can't believe me no instead you need to say God's grace is with me which means he's adding super to my natural he's giving me a supernatural ability to conquer things I didn't think I'd be able to conquer to get over things I didn't think I'd be able to get over say his grace is with me it happened in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem because they had transgressed against the Lord. Leave the verse up for a moment. Can I teach you for just a moment? 
I love when the Bible gives details because the details are communicating uh, two things simultaneously. One, a literal thing that happened, but then two, a deeper spiritual meaning. So you can't just read the Bible. You got to read the Bible. So check it out. Uh, They came up against, it names the city. Now, when they come up against the city, who are they really coming up against? Rehoboam. But why does it tell us the name of the city? So it communicates a spiritual principle. Jerusalem means the city of Shalom. Watch this. The scorpion came against their nothing missing. Nothing broken, nothing lacking, all as well. Which means, watch this, everything's broken, everything's lacking, ain't nothing well. Can, can I teach for a moment? Because they had transgressed against the Lord. So their shalom was attacked because they stepped outside of making what was important to God important to them. So there's these five T's I've taught you before, and I'm going to keep on teaching them. So I'm going to teach them until you know them. You're going to be walking around talking about five T's. But I'm Mr. Five T's. You're going to be walking around. Mr. Five T's. Got it? Time. That's church attendance. Faithful church attendance. Treasure. That's giving of your tithes, offerings, first fruits. Faithfully. All right? Tr- uh, uh, talent. That's serving in church. Fourth. Thirst. That's your prayer. Praise and worship. See, this is why I keep teaching them. And the fifth one, testimony. That's inviting people to church. Those five things, if you read the whole Bible, are the most important things to God. God never said, seek him. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom. Heaven's attributes on earth, how God does things. So a lot of Christians will say, I'm just seeking God. That's not scriptural. God said, seek what's important to me and I'll know you love me. Watch this. How do you really know that people that say they love you love you? Because they make what's important to you important to them. So you may not like watching HGTV. Come here, somebody. But because they do, I'll make what's important. Now, I ain't giving you two hours, but I'm going to give you a show. Y'all not saying nothing. I'll make what's important to you important to me. That's proof of love. So the Bible never says to seek God. Jesus didn't say to seek him. Bishop, what about David? Early will I seek thee. David said that. Jesus said, I'll tell you how you find me. You want me? Make what's important to me important to you. And when you do that, I'll know I have you. Did you get get that? Okay, so love then is more than just talk. Love is then action. Here it is. We're almost through. Y'all still with me, church? They transgressed against the Lord. They stopped making what was important to God important to them, and they started making what was important to them more important. So it was, well, my comfort's important. Sometimes I'm tired on Sunday. Sometimes I just want to spend my ties on some clothes, child. Y'all not saying nothing. Sometimes I don't feel like serving, child. And God's like, listen, I didn't feel like getting up like you're not doing me a favor put making those things important in your life is helping you more than it's helping me it's letting me know that you love me but it's really helping you that's what i love about loving you did you get that church so here it is she said we're just about done is the piercing situation say he's the scorpion he's sent after they transgress against the Lord which means they practice dishonor because they were distracted so they became self-destructive now self say self-destructive You'll remember, if we had a jaywalk back over to 2 Chronicles 26, 16, 
dealing with King Uzziah, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord. See these similarities? Bishop, why are you showing us two people? Why can't we just stick with Rehoboam? I want you to see that if it can get multiple people who have great positions of power, don't sleep on it and think you're going to be exempt. If it can get multiple people that have positions, because sometimes, here's what we think, church. Don't we think this sometimes? Ooh, look at what happened to so-and-so. That ain't happening to me. Come on, church. You ever looked at somebody go through a crazy relationship, you were like, ooh, that would never be me. And then you went off and married Ike. He's quiet in the church. That never happened to me. My kids are never going to act like that. And you gave birth to Freddie, Michael Myers, and Chucky. <laughs> Are you here, church? So sometimes we can get so strong that we think we're exempt. And sometimes it takes a scorpion to say, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me just humble myself here. Because all of what I think I got going, maybe it's not what I think it really is. It's quiet, church. So, check this out. This happened slowly for them. It takes five years. Somebody say, take five years. I'm just about done, so y'all stick with me. Say, it took five years. It takes five years before the scorpion shows up. Which means God's grace says, I'll wait on you. I'll wait on you. I'll let Bishop preach it. You'll stick in an old CD from Big Bishop. He'll preach it. I'll wait on you. I'll wait on you. I'll wait on you. I'll wait on you. I'll give you a prophetic word. I'll give you command your week prayer. I'll give you this. I'll give you Monday night baggage in relation. I'll give you all of this. And if you still don't decide to evolve, I've got a scorpion. Oh, God. Watch this. God gives some enemies permission to sting us, not to kill us, but to save us because he's a good father and every good father is for you. But he doesn't always have to be for what we do because sometimes it can hurt us. Parents, you love your kids, right? But there's sometimes your kids do stuff and you're like. One more time. One more again. And then you start calling on the Lord like you never called on him. And you be getting real worked up over simple stuff. You come home from work and go in the kitchen. <laughs> Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Look, it's just a few dishes. Watch this. Here's what you're mad about. They did not make what was important to you. Important to them. And so your anger is that you feel like they disrespected you while they eating your food and eating. Y'all not saying nothing. So how do you think he feels when you? But tonight, okay. Now, now, now watch this. Watch this. There's 1,750 species of scorpion. I'm about done. And only 25 of these have venom. Venom, excuse me capable of killing a human being so this natural truth about scorpions is teaching us something spiritual the scorpion won't kill you it's what saves you say my scorpions will save me 
Now check this out. Check this out. Check, if we handle them properly. Watch this. Verse 3. 1,200 chariots, 60,000 horsemen, people without number. They came and they take the fortified cities, which means, watch this. Now remember, scorpion means what, church? Piercing situation. To pierce something means first it had to be strong. You don't pierce it unless it's strong. It was secure. It was solid. But now, after it's pierced, it's weak, it's insecure, and it's struggling. Because the scorpion king brings a mean sting, but it's not to kill you. It's to save you. And here's what you need to know about scorpions. If you're here on Sunday, you saw my little scorpion. Now, he was real docile. Now, when, when we acquired him, he was a little bit more rough. But he learned order. <laughs> now, I says, scorpion strikes are sudden. You don't see them coming. All of a sudden, you're just coasting through. You're good, and then you wake up on Tuesday morning to check your bank account. Everything is good. You're just going through your day. You're like, oh, yes, we're going to take this couple's trip. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then they send you a text. <coughs> what? What are you talking about? Quiet. You're quiet. Comes out of nowhere. And it stings. That's what happened for King Rehoboam. I'm just about done. King Rehoboam was doing good. He was strong, church. So when he was strong, he didn't even realize he went wrong. You missed it. When he was strong, he didn't even realize he went wrong. Until one day, Shishak shows up. And Shishak comes. And Shishak comes with some mean things. He brings some piercing situations. So Rehoboam was strong on Monday. Secure. And then the scorpion comes. He's like, God, dog. Uh, Maine, I don't, Maine. Maine is a word we say in Memphis. Maine, I, I don't. Uh, I don't even know what to tell you. That's where Rehoboam was. But what I love about it is remember Luke 10, 19 says God gives us a path through piercing situations that he's approved. So we looked at the path starting in verse 5. And I just want to review the path. So let's review the path, Bishop. But I wanted to go deeper tonight. Don't you like it where I can go deeper? I got a little bit more time so I can go deeper. Verse 5. Then Shemaiah the prophet came to Rehoboam. This is why, another reason why church attendance is so important. I don't give sermons. I give life-giving messages. Okay. Now, why is that important to know? Because when I preach the word to you, I'm prophesying to you. Prophesy means to foretell and to foretell. So the man of God comes to give him the path. The pathway you need through your piercing situation is here on Wednesday and here on Sunday. I'm not building me. I'm building what his principles are. I'm building what his word is. Then Shemaiah the prophet came to Rehoboam and the leaders of Judah who were gathered together in Jerusalem because the CSAC and said to them, notice, watch this. He came to them. Got it? They gathered, then he shows up on the scene. When the people gathered and said, we need a pathway, then the man of God says, here's where we're going. You got it, church. And said to them, thus says the Lord, you've forsaken me, and therefore I left you in the hand of Sesach. So the leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves, and they said, the Lord is righteous. Say, the Lord is right. So whenever you're dealing with a scorpion, you need to know God is trying to get you to see where you've been wrong, and he's been right the whole time. And oftentimes you're so fixed on being right because you're trying to prove something that doesn't even matter. You're trying to prove how right you are. And God says, no, sometimes you're not right. You only thought you were right because your strength made you drunk. Oh, no, Bishop, let me tell you what they did to me. I often listen to that thing and I'll say, mm-hmm. Oh, okay, great. So now what'd you do? 
And then once you get the other side of the story, blah, 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 blah. Then all of a sudden now it's like, well, no, maybe there was something else going on here, but your strength wouldn't let you see your own error. Your strength wouldn't let you see where maybe you could have handled it differently. It's quiet and it's wisdom. So look at it. I'm almost through. Look at this. The Lord is righteous. Say the Lord is right. Come on, say it with me, church. Say the Lord is right. Which means sometimes you can think you're right about it. And you know why we think we're right? Because our strength makes us think that our emotions are always accurate. I'm talking better than y'all saying it. Our strength sometimes makes us think our emotions are right. So I got an attitude and I'm right about it. Because your strength makes you think you're right to be stank. Stank is a colloquialism for having a poor attitude. So you'll walk into the meeting. Because your strength will make you think that your emotions are accurate, not realizing emotions, emotion, the etymology of the word reveals to us the very fallacy in the word. Once it's emotion, e meaning out of motion change. So emotions are based off of change, which means when things change, you'll change. So it's foolish to think my emotions are accurate simply because they are present. Say the Lord is right. I got two minutes. I got to close it. He says this, the Lord is right. Now, when the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, verse 7, the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah saying, they have humbled themselves. Therefore, I will not destroy them, but I'll grant them some deliverance. My wrath, which means hot anger, will not be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishab. Nevertheless, they will be his servants that they may distinguish my service from the service of the kingdoms of the nations. And the first part of the path I gave you on Sunday was to serve with excellence. Everything you're doing in the midst of your sting, you're to do it with excellence. And here's the trip about being stung. You don't want to do anything with excellence. You just want to be mad. You just want to have a bad attitude. The report's supposed to be done like this. And you're like, well, here. Well, that's not how the report's supposed to be done. But look, I'm going through something. Well, that ain't got nothing to do with what the company's trying to get done. I tell you to how find your neighbor say, do everything with excellence. Work your job with excellence. Serve in church with excellence. Be nice to people in the store with excellence. Whatever you're doing, do it with excellence. If you're the fry man at McDonald's, do it with excellence. If you're the burger man at Five Guys, do it with excellence. Somebody say, do everything with excellence. God says they need to distinguish my service. If you're a mother, be a mother with excellence. Don't take your sting out on them. If you're a wife, be a wife with excellence. Don't take your sting out on your husband. If you're a husband, be a husband with excellence. Don't take your sting out on your husband because you mad. He ain't got his grits. Y'all not saying nothing. Or whatever, okay? Don't. You get my point, right? Get my point, okay? The sting made them serve. And the second part of the path was in verse 9. I got a minute in 15 seconds, in preaching minutes. So Sisak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took the treasure. Preaching minutes means whatever I say, just double it, okay? Just so we speak the same language, church. So Sisak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took the treasures of the house of the Lord, the treasures of the king's house. He took everything. Then King Rehoboam made bronze shields. I don't want to read the verse of the, uh, all the rest of verse 10. Check this out. Say he took everything. Watch this. He took everything. Now, here's the trip. The pierce didn't take everything, but it was so bad it made him feel like he lost everything. You ever lost one thing, but that was so painful it made you feel like you lost? 
Where the real people at? You, you ever lost one friendship, but it made you feel like you lost everything? You ever had one relationship go south and you feel like you lost everything? Sometimes, watch this, it's not the thing you're connected to. It's the amount of time you spent with the thing you're connected to. It's the amount of money you spent on the thing you're connected to. It's the investment you made in the thing that you're connected to. It ain't even you I'm mad about. It's all of what I put into you I'm angry about. He lost not everything. We know he didn't lose everything because he still had the bronze shields. So if he still had the bronze shields, he didn't lose everything. But the thing he lost was so significant, it made him feel like he lost everything. But you need to sometimes look yourself in the mirror and say, what you have left is more than enough to get to where you're going. I dare you to just, I dare you to just lay your hands on yourself right now. Stop mourning what's going. Say, what I have left is more than enough to get to where I'm going. So King Baraboam made bronze shields. Here's the second part of the path. See what you haven't seen. When you deal with a scorpion, which is a what? Piercing situation. It's going to show you things about yourself that you have not seen. It's going to show you things you have you've not paid attention to. It's going to show you people that are for you that you did not see because you were so busy trying to convince others to be for you. And I want to pause right here for about 15 seconds. Sometimes you can be so busy trying to get other people to be for you that you ignore the people that have proven that they are for you. So you end up being like David. David ended up now mourning King uh, Absalom, not King, but Absalom, his son, who tried to take the nation from him, had a coup d'etat, an overthrow of the government. He's mourning him when the reality is he had all these other mighty men that were for him. So he's mourning him and he's missing them. You miss what I just said. He's mourning who left, so he's missing what he's got. He's mourning who don't want him no more, so he's missing who does. He's mourning that, not realizing what's over here is greater than that. Say, see what I haven't seen. It takes a scorpion to do that, though, because the scorpion, watch this, is going to put you in awkward positions. God, I got to close. The scorpion is going to put you in awkward positions. Say awkward positions. When you get stung by a scorpion, if I was to bring someone up today and let a scorpion sting them, it wouldn't be one of the ones that could kill you. I'm so glad I've got an example. Come, won't you come? No, I'm just I'm just so watch this when you get stung your body is going to begin to respond awkwardly you missed it because you're going to be in awkward positions you're going to see things differently you would normally turn your neck up there unless you got a sting that makes you okay you missing what i'm saying you missing what i'm saying the sting is going to make you see stuff you wouldn't normally pay attention to. It's going to make you examine parts of yourself you wouldn't normally pay attention to. It's going to make you check your circle in ways you've never checked them before because you're looking from an awkward position. Third part, and i got to quit. When he humbled himself, verse 12, the wrath of the Lord turned from him so as not to destroy him completely, and also things went well in Judah. Now, um, when he what? humbled himself and at the eleven fifteen experience we ended in a posture of humility and i'm not going to do that tonight but i want us to get the principle say humble that word means be under subjection 
And sometimes it takes stings to get you under subjection. Because when you're used to being strong, ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. All my life I had to fight. I didn't been through this, I didn't been through that, I didn't been through this, and you know what, Bishop? What nobody there for me but me. And so I'm not about that life where I'm gonna be up under somebody. I'm not about that life where I'm gonna be subject. I'm not about that life, not realizing God says, Well, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep stinking you until you get down on your knees in a position of humility and you are in and under subjection. Somebody say, stay humble. A lot of ways I could teach humility, but I have to quit because I'm out of even my preaching minutes. Those are over. Say, stay a student. Experts think they know everything, so they have to be pierced to purge their pride. When you stay a student, when something happens, you're like, okay, let me just learn. Here's an expert. How'd that happen? That's not supposed to happen that way. Why all of my reports and all of my trajectories and all of my theories, how in the world did that happen? So watch this. Now you become confounded and confused rather than learning. You're so busy trying to prove you were right, you missed the lesson. I'm, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Okay, let me get this last example. And I'm getting ready to close. And I'm getting ready to close. Yeah. I don't really know where I went on that last note, so that was good. I don't know. It just kind of got away from me. <laughs> Scorpion's thing. Okay, watch this. You have been, you have been in an argument with a friend, relationship, something like that, been in an argument. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See? See? That's how you got to be when you want to get free. Y'all miss it. That's how you got to be when you want. See, some folk in church, you know, uh, is that you? Knowing good doggone well as you. You'll, you'll heal when you start being real. And aren't you glad you're in a church where you don't have to fake? You don't have to be a phony. You can be real. Here it is. You've been in an argument with somebody. And when you're arguing, you, you're just so set on being right. And then as the argument keeps uh, precipitating and going forth, then you get to the point and, 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 and they kind of be quiet for a minute. And you don't even remember what you're mad about. Come on, church. Come on, church. Now, you've never done that. Your strength is only blinding you. You've been going, you be like, and you know, and this and this and this and this and this and this, 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 and then you're like, and then like, let me speak, let me speak, let me say, okay, fine, fine. And then you're ready to respond. You're just sitting back, ready to respond. You got the gas going, rum, 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 rum. Just waiting on them to shut up so you can start, rum, rum. Rum, 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 rum. And they talking, 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 talking. And you trying to be so right. You're like, ooh, no, I'm finna say. I know exactly what I'm finna say. I know exactly what I'm finna say. Rum, 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 rum. And they be quiet. Well, all I'm trying to say is, you don't even know what you're trying to say. Because your strength will make you fight so hard to be right that you lose the lesson. So the pathway, serve with excellence, see what you haven't seen, stay humble.
Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Starbucks Holiday Blend for Nespresso Virtuo, now exclusively at Target, there are even more ways to share the joy. Savor every smooth and festive sip all holiday season with friends and family at home to fill every indulgent day with cheer. 